You know, last week we began learning from John's Gospel, uh, the very first chapter, about someone John calls the Word. And we saw in those opening verses in John chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, that the eternal Word is our Maker. And that He gives life and light to all. And that the darkness that is in this world has not overcome the Word. And I don't know if you stop to think about it much during the week, but really, that makes the Word, this one we learned about last week, the most important person in the universe, that he is our maker, that he is, you might say, our, our king. The scripture speaks of him in this way. If the word is with God and is God, as John tells us in John 1 verse 1, then this is someone we don't want to miss. Here's a God who can help us, a God, a King who is worthy of our praise. The one to whom we owe our lives. And his name we learn in John chapter 1, verses 29 to 30 is Jesus. He is the Word. Well, in today's text, we're going to pick up in John chapter 1, verse 6. And John continues and he tells us that the word, Jesus, he hasn't identified him by name yet, but he tells us that the word is the light. He's actually, he began saying that in verse 4, but we're going to pick it up in verse 6. The word is the light witnessed by John. Different John here. This is John the, the Baptist. Witnessed by John. Rejected by the world. And received by some. Those who believe in his name. And really the question remains as we come, especially as we come to the, the last verse that we're going to consider this morning. John 1 verses 12 and 13. The question becomes, how will you and I respond to Jesus? Will we welcome the King of light in our lives today? Well, John begins in verse 6 by turning from the heavenly word to an, a man on earth who testifies about this light. And the, this verse forms an important link for us here because it, it firmly grounds us within history. It demonstrates the truth of the gospel account. Here's a witness for us. 
that points us to the light, the Word, Jesus Christ. And this man was named John. Verse 6 says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. John's role. We look at the history of the world as a wonderful, amazing role. A privilege. He had the privilege of speaking about the light. And that's what he did. He spoke about the light. He bears testimony. It's he who's, who reveals to us in John chapter 1, verse 29 and 30, that that's Jesus who is the, that one. And it's he who in, in the other gospels proclaimed that the king is coming. And he prepared the way. He was sent, verse 7 tells us, so that through his testimony, all might believe. We were to think of an analogy. What's the focus here? The focus is on the light. John is like a telescope lens that brings the light into focus, that helps us to see and point us to this is the light. Through him, we're invited to come to know Jesus. He was a witness testifying about Christ. And his testimony continues today. We have his word. We have these words in John chapter 1 to remind us there was a man there whom God sent. And that man saw Jesus and he proclaimed who he was, that he was the light. That he is the Lord. So we have a witness of the light. Let's talk for a few minutes about who is the light. What is the light? Verse 9 tells us the true light. It talks about the true light that gives light to everyone. This is the one John was bearing witness to. The true light, which gives light to everyone. Well, the scripture says here that he is the true light. It's a way of saying that he's the, the, the real deal. The genuine article. This is, this is no fake light, but the real thing. If you want to know God, Jesus is the ultimate revelation of God to man. In Jesus, the invisible God is made visible. Scripture speaks about God is the light. That is, He is pure and perfect and holy in every way. 
all that that light symbolizes for us. And the world is a world of darkness. And sin. Now we're told the light came into the world. Jesus is the true light who gives light to everyone who shows us God. The author of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 1 verse 3 that he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the the universe, the entire world, by the word of his power. You see, there are some of the same ideas that John is talking about. There's this radiance of the glory of God, the light. There is the fact that he is God. He is the exact imprint of his nature. And he not only created the world, but he upholds the world. He holds the world together. What Hebrews chapter 1 and in the beginning of that letter is telling us is that to know Jesus is to know God who is the light. That's what John is telling us also. He is the the Holy One. He is the one who's pure. He is the one who's perfect. We have the light. The Word who reveals the holy and true God perfectly. And this light was witnessed by John. It was also rejected by the world. Jesus, verse 10 tells us, is the true light who gives light to everyone, verse 9, who was in the world and the world was made through him yet the world did not know him he came to his own and his own people did not receive him so the light came into the world the world that he had made God has revealed himself to us And yet we're told the world did not recognize their maker. The world here refers to creation in rebellion against God. The scriptures speak of how since Adam rejected the Lord's rule and rebelled against him, the world is in darkness. has no fellowship with God. And so when the light came into the world, when Jesus came, the world did not welcome him as king. They didn't want to receive him.
the light didn't only come to the world, but came specifically to his own. And yet even Jesus' own people, the Jewish nation did not receive him. The Jewish leaders, in fact, were his greatest opposition on earth. And John will tell us later in chapter 3, verse 19, that this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. People would rather their deeds be hidden, unaccounted for, unjudged. But the presence of the light, though he came to save, exposes all darkness. And it reveals that the world does not want their maker. Does not want their humanity had the light and we have the light of the knowledge of God in Jesus today in his word as his people but when the light was turned on in their lives when Jesus came they did not want the light a saddening thing to realize. I really hope that we don't dismiss this or look past this as though it's a little thing. It speaks to the depth of our rebellion that, that all we, like sheep, have gone astray. That there is not one who is righteous That each one of us has rejected God himself and preferred the darkness of our ways to the holiness of God. Rather, he didn't even come at all. We desperately need the light. Our world needs it. Our own hearts need it the light of Jesus Christ who reveals God to us. His holiness, His, as we're going to see next week, His grace and truth. But as much as this verse speaks to the rebellion of the world and the the seriousness of sin. It also speaks to us of the depth of God's love, doesn't it? Because the light came into the world. And as one man put it, God's love is to be admired Not because the world is so big, because the world is so bad. When we see our sin, 
When we look at the world's darkness, the love of God, the grace and truth of Jesus shines forth. In this passage, in our lives, light does not belong with darkness. They don't mix. You got one in the room or the other. We have light now. If I turn off the lights, we close all the shades. Maybe a room with no windows. It's darkness. But the light has come brings hope that God in his great love did not leave the world in darkness but has even given those that love the darkness you and I the opportunity to know him through his son the world has rejected the light but that's not the end Some have welcomed the light. Let's read John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. But to all who did receive him, the light, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's good news, isn't it? God's word tells us that the children of God are as many as received him. To receive something is to accept it, to to choose it, to welcome that. In this case, we're talking about a person to receive the word, the light, Jesus Christ. It's not a a method or, or a formula as though we should say these words or do this thing. But it's an attitude of our hearts, a submission of our wills to this one who is king, to receive him as the true light, the perfect revelation of God to us as the one who is God and king. To receive him, to choose to honor him as king and God. To lay our lives at his feet. The text also says to believe in his name. To believe in his name is the same concept as receiving him. It's the same thing. It's to enter into a relationship of trust. To believe that he alone can make us a child of God. That he is whom he says he is. And that he can do what he says that he will do. Both of these terms imply and involve a relationship. 
relationship of welcoming Jesus for who he is, of believing he is whom he says he is, and laying our lives before him and him alone. Trusting that he is both Lord and Savior. That though we're in darkness, he is able to redeem and to bring light and life into our lives. And this believing in Christ, this receiving of him, is it's not a picking and choosing about what we want to believe about him, which parts we'd like to receive. But it's to believe in his name. That is to believe in the whole person of Jesus. Everything that he is. His deity. His humanity. His holiness. His grace. His authority over our lives. And his willingness to come and save us. And when we embrace Jesus as Lord and accept him as who he says he is, the scripture says to them he gave the right or the the privilege, the legal authorization. It's a done deal to become children of God. You know, it's, I think it's, it's popular to say or to refer to everyone as children of God in our world, in our culture. It really sounds nice to say that. None. We're all children of God. Who doesn't want to hear that? But it's not true according to John chapter 1. God tells us that being his child, it's not about being born as a human being. It's not about something that we can gain by human actions. But it's a gift. He gave, we're told. He gave the right. This is given to those that receive it, that receive Jesus by faith. So there is nothing that you and I can do to make ourselves worthy, to uh, become light and good and, and true. God desires only that we would receive his son. And he promises that when we do, we are given the privilege of relating to God as Father. That's an amazing privilege. The joy of fellowship with God that has been, had been broken by sin. 
now restored in Jesus Christ. So if you want to enjoy the gift of adoption, being God's child, if you want to know him, then you need to accept Jesus. It has nothing to do with our rights as humans or our abilities or our performance. John 1 verses 12 and 13 says, To all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And verse 13 is important. It says that, that we were born, or these people who believed in his name were born not of blood, not of the will of man, nor of the will of or the flesh, but of God. What does that mean? Well, these three things, being born of blood, uh, uh, being of the will of the flesh and of the will of man, have to do with how we became humans. Referring to human passion that results in a child and the human, uh, in the case of the day, it was the husband's decision, it was his desire and plan to have a child, and that it was of blood, was a real physical birth. The child was born. But becoming God's child is not of physical birth. It's not of human passion or a human plan. Something entirely different. Jesus will tell Nicodemus in John chapter 3 that he's talking about being born again. And this was not a being put inside your mommy again, but being born by an act of God, the Spirit of God. That's what John 1 verse 13 tells us. Those who believe in Jesus have the right to become children of God and they are born of God. He is the only one who can make us new from the inside out can dispel the darkness in our hearts. So when you think about the good news that we celebrate at Christmas time, we celebrate that the light has come, that God has come entered into our world, and if you accept his son, you are accepted by God. You welcome Jesus as Lord and God. You are his child. But there is no other way. Our status as children of darkness or children of light, 
as children of God or children of wrath depends on how we receive Christ. Will we welcome Him as King, submit to Him as Lord, trust Him as Savior? You know, this morning we've heard the witness of the light that He came, that Jesus is King and God. And we've learned about the world's rejection that people have rebelled against the light. That we ourselves naturally want to hide from the light because our works aren't all right and good. Will you welcome Jesus then as Lord and God, having heard of these things, He is the true light. The one and only way to live with God, to be His child. And it's worth giving all to know Him. I found um, this year, this Christmas season so far, has been quite distracting personally. There's a great deal of things that can reach for our attention that distract us from the truth here that we need to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. That He is the most important person in the world. And He's come so that we might know Him, so that we might receive Him. I don't know what distractions and struggles, concerns you face right now. But I can tell you guys that the light has come. And those who receive Jesus are received as God's children. So you don't want to miss Christ this Christmas. Whatever distractions or sins or troubles there may be. Consider who Christ is. That he's the word, our eternal maker. That he's king. That he's the light. He perfectly reveals God to us. Consider these things, yes. But welcome Him. Believe in Him. Receive Him as your God and Savior. I'm going to close in prayer. Lord, Father, the the love that you would show, that you would send your son, 